13 years. No, 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 no. All right. I ate my hat. No, no. I'm eating my hat. Wait, wait. 96. 96 is pretty much when it died. Uh, This Fox show. When was that Fox show? Because that killed it. Yeah. 1997, Shore landed his own TV show on Fox. Lasted five episodes, but it was canceled. Two episodes remain unaired. And it essentially ended his comedic career. So that's 11... Wait, that is seven, eight years. Eight years of fame he had. Look, there's Limp Biscuit. Fred. I knew it was Limp Biscuit. The he does that throughout the yeah. thing. He gets people like you know people don't like Limp Biscuit today and think Fred's a jerk. That's why he's in this movie. Oh, even Fred hates him. That's pretty low. Now this. You will. I mean, yeah. This is Paulie's biggest yeah. fan. And he's freaking out that his show is not on TV, that it's Animals Attack. He's from Kentucky. Yeah, so is he, he's pissing on his audience now? Yes, he is, yes. Selling Law is my favorite movie. Watch that, I throw pork chop Wow, Tim Conway. This is my darkest hour of television, dude. This is worse than when they replaced They're ripping off Fishburger, Carl. Yeah, right. It's it's the right house setting. Yeah, right, the basement. Well, I mean, Forest Street, the whole thing was a dump. <laughs> oh, right. It was like our little... Imagine, uh, you know, yeah, well, I mean, I think his movies, I was like, Paul sure it was a phenomenon in the respect that he did something to, oh, look out for Vern, 2003, so this was after... Uh, by Shagney. No, the gold, yeah, second one. And what is the one we saw? The the Postal? Postal, that's right. He had a big part in that. He was international superstar. Right, he was the voiceover guy or something? And he came to Germantown? I enjoyed that movie. I really enjoyed that movie. Oh, right. oh, Postal. Yeah. We well, well, I found a couple more of his films on YouTube. So uh, be prepared. You're the Future, man. Uh, episodes. I eat with have the that, uh, <laughs> yeah, Quarantine life. So now what we're getting is, right. are there any parts in his movies for me? Like we get that throughout the, the screenplay. He's going to his celeb friend's. And he asks if there's any parts for them. They don't answer. And he asks it louder. Is there any parts for me? So now we have the stereotypical scene. It's like, you have no money. Well, but isn't that Clint Howard, the celebrity? Yep. From Star Trek? Our Star Trek connection? Yes. You're right right on the money. I say that. Because he played, he was a kid. He was a kid. His dad was a, it was a family dynasty. So the father was hard driven. And he was down to earth actor, and he brought his down to earth children and made them act. And he acted as a child in Star Trek. Yes. And then guys like you go up, Mr. Cliff Howard, you were great as a child in Star Trek. <laughs> He's like, I was a child in Star Trek. I guess you were a child in Star Trek. You were a very intellectual child. Your character was very smart. 
Right. And so they say, oh, did you say your character? Oh, thank fucking God, there's a disconnect. Yeah, I was pretty smart. My character was pretty smart. <laughs> the comedy store started Carlin. Not really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, Mitzi's store is great. You know, like, people who run rooms, you got to respect them. And uh, whatever the, you hear about them, they're running the room. And so, you know, I've always respected it. Uh, this I don't need to see. I know, I'm we really don't. YouTube. Now, on the screen is Jewel Denial. So he's calling Jewel at her home. Jewel is a porn star, and it's all about the butt. Uh, so now we have well, like, you know, a, like a... Yeah. Well, we have a funny scene in which there's call waiting, and it's his mom. So he's messing up talking to Jewel and talking to his mom. You know, that's the comedic hook of this. We really don't need to see Polly Shore masturbate. <laughs> well, what do you think this movie is? And he's now he's literally jerking off himself. So wait, okay, Mike, you got beef with this movie. Okay, so that was very telling. So I you don't have beef. He's I have kissing his own ass is what you mean. This movie is him kissing his own ass, no, you but... feel. No, it's that border, it's that line, and the reason why it's funny is that he can walk the line between, uh, you know, onanism and uh, self-deprecating universal humor, you know. <laughs> what? I'm just saying between the onanist and the uh, hubris, you know, I go with the hubris all the time. It's plain and simple. But you think he's like an egotist oh, making this film? Right, he's uh, he's like a, a, a self-centered, uh, maybe not narcissist. Maybe that's know, too strong. But. but 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 see, that's but that's humor that we grow up with. He's no different than Chris Elliott, whose whole humor is about Chris Elliott. You know what I mean? But they do it in a manner that is uh, universal, and that like we can relate to Paulie Shore, even though we don't have uh, well, Justin Schwartz. Chris Elliott, Chris Elliott does make it about Chris Elliott, but he makes it that he's a loser, like. This is about Chris Elliott failing. Polly's not really. Okay, who's this guy? Every I I know his face, but he looks like Dan Aykroyd. You know, when Dan Aykroyd does cameos as a motorcyclist, a bicyclist, or uh, you know. Uh, well, the joke here is this guy fell to fell to you know in fame, and now he sells oranges, and they're doing racist stuff. But but who is he? Do you know? No. Let's listen to his voice. Fuck you, punk. Fuck me, kiss my ass, man. You ain't doing nowhere. I got shit to do. All right. Those are good throws. Those are, except for the last one, those are good throws. And I think yeah. one of them hit his best friend, you know, and they probably kept that take. Good. He deserves it. I used to be someone. Now I'm selling oranges. This is in context of Paulie. <laughs> so I do like what he did. I, I do like this movie. I think it walks the line is why I'm bringing it up, but I think he does it. You know, he pulls it off. Or I, I don't know. The same as I'm watching it is good. I know that he followed up this movie with a film called Adopted, where it was another kind of rip from his own headline story about him trying to adopt a child. And he got upset that... Uh, Bruno, the, the the Borat movie where he adopts a child, 
uh, kind of came out around the same time. Uh-huh. So he took the idea. They feel that for that Bruno took the idea. Hmm. So now he's just like his own. His own pity is he's like having awful fantasies about, you know, and we're hearing all the people call him a loser and, ah. Please. I want to give a shout out to comedy star in the 80s and comedy and porn stars. Uh You know the stories about like how porn stars would always show up to like comedy store and stuff like that? Like, they would just go and they would watch, like, Dice or they would watch uh, Sam Kinison or what have you. And I just I just love that phenomenon. Yeah. Because you know who goes to comedy clubs? They're not porn stars. No, not porn stars. They're not going to party with the comedians. Now, this, he's selling his house, and who bought it? Carrot Top. <laughs> Agro Top. He must have played himself in a hundred million things. Well, the reason he's, he's here is because he's like Polly Shore, you know. He had, he was a big deal for a half an hour, for fifteen minutes, and then he crashed. Right, so that's why Polly put him in. Right. Even Carrot Top's beating me. Did you notice there was a poster for Polly, i.e., the talking uh, uh, parrot movie with Jay Moore as the voice of Polly? Oh, really? Was there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, they, run they along to your it. mother's comedy store now. Yeah, there you go. Probably because Mitzi never booked him. See right there, Polly. Uh, don't you hate driving around Hollywood from Sunset Boulevard with all your stuff, man? Yeah, like you just got fired. L.A. life. Hashtag LA Life. You got your bongos in the back seat and the weird misogynistic uh, bottom half of a woman's torso mannequin. Legs askew. Akimbo. Akimbo. So yes. now, basically, his Bye. friend is going to have a meeting with um, Sean Penn. And it's the old, Does is there a part for me? Is there, what are you going to say to him? How are you going to pitch me? So now here we are with Sean Penn. Penn, And what's actually happening is Sean is going, who was that guy in that movie Biodome? What was his name? He was with the Baldwin brother. And his friend is not telling him, oh, that was Pauly Shore. He was pretending he doesn't know who he's talking about. Oh, that's great. John Penn talks cinema. <laughs> we we should re, we should wake up our list, our faithful listeners and remind them of the episode where we actually it's a, it's a it's a milestone in our uh, over 200 episode run where we watched Biodome. I had suggested Biodome. Yeah. And Carl got very upset. You could tell even though that, uh, Yeah. I was going to have to watch yeah. Biodome. So you said, I'm picking the next movie, which is the first time that it's happened. Uh, so it, it was... Okay. 
I remember once you were like, let's do Koi Anastatsky. And I was like, eh, I don't want, I'm not doing it. Mike, I love, watch the movie. There's nothing to do. And you were like, all right, I'll get somebody else. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Koi Anastatsky. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm down. But that was a good movie. A lot happened. There was like sunrises and sunsets. And then there was like people walking, but they were walking so fast. They looked like ants. It was like almost a metaphor. I um uh, was a lot to talk about because almost every scene the internet had something to tell me. So in the end, that was a good film. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's remarkable that a film of such beauty uh, that should be seen in the cinema was still chopped up in ten minute bits on YouTube. Because you know, back in the day, you couldn't have a video on YouTube that was more than ten minutes. So right. You had to have your Koya Nasasti posted. You had to do it in part one and two. Now this is uh, Layla Slotman, and she's an actress of note, and she's playing a prostitute, and she's finding out that all Paulie has is like eighty-four bucks. Gotcha. You think Paulie Shore's a freak? What do you mean? Well, there's been a lot of sex stuff in this. We saw him jerking off. Oh, a freak in a sexual way. Uh, Probably. Yeah. Heidi Flex will be in this film. He already had Charlie Sheen, so probably that was the deal. Paulie Sheen. Like a package. Charlie Sheen was just a customer like everybody. Right. Oh, yeah, so he's no better than anyone else. I mean, he was just a customer. Now, there's a reason that like, thing opened up with Charlie Sheen. You know how everyone thinks he's a cuckoo and everything, and this is 2003 when right. that was in its heyday. Look, so, he's, he's burying his ass. You don't think this film is, like, he's literally we're seeing up his own ass. All right, whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, Charlie, yeah, what was, like, Charlie Sheen had a great, like, uh, uh, pop culture meltdown, and he went yes. on tour just yelling tiger blood at people, and she didn't. Uh, it was at the Masonic Center here in San Francisco. Like, mm-hmm. which, you know, if if you're big, you headline the punchline, and if you're really big, you do the fucking Mason, you know, the Masonic Center. And he did, and you know, Live Nation fronted it. And from what I heard, is that he really had nothing to say, but it didn't matter. <laughs> so can you imagine, like, as a as a bitter comic, uh, you're just like, how come he gets the Masonic Center? Yeah. That sounds like a open micer, uh, National Lampoon open micers. The rival open micer. How does okay. he get to book this room? So Wow, look at that, your old stand up set. This is basically now it's Jewel Denial again. And I love Jewel, but it's all about the butt, and I don't know that I want to go there, but nonetheless she does. And this is all like his lowest moment. He can't even jerk off. That's pretty. Oh yeah, there's the box. Remember the box is oversized and. Uh, it's 2003. Yeah. Yeah. God, I wonder if they still cost sixty dollars. You know how remember when VHSs came out, VCRs? 
Yeah. The VHS tapes retail for a hundred dollars. So let's yep. say you wanted a, a co- then current copy of ET, the extraterrestrial. It's so you had to rent it from the store. There's no way you could just physically own it. Okay, oh, it's a Kinnison impersonator. It is it's me in quarantine. Right, it's my hair in quarantine. <laughs> um, a guy, a guy named um, where is it? Timmy Jameson. Timmy Jameson is doing a, a Kinnison impersonation now. Kinnison sort of mentored uh, Pauly uh, at the comedy store. So he's telling him, why don't you kill yourself? I kind of like, I, I kind of like, like, Kinnison was unique that he would have these, like, he would play guitar, rock guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, his show was like a rock and roll affair. It was pretty kind of, I don't know. It's it's interesting that he went that way. So funny. he's been told by I, his yeah. he's been told by his mentor to kill yourself. I am. Yeah. And he's like, the only Which person who's going to miss me is my mother. So he writes a suicide note to his mother. But I couldn't handle the pressures of Hollywood anymore. You did a great job raising me, and it's not your fault. This is heavy shit, man. Yeah, except he's not going to die. He thought he died, but he was just watching Biodome. <laughs> well, actually, his Fox sitcom, if you want to see Pauly Shore die, watch his Fox sitcom. Kurt Loader. Hey, Kurt Loader from MTV News. Not MTV in it. He's 70 years old. 70 years old. Kurt Loader. Really? Yeah. Wow, Whoopi Goldberg. God, I love Whoopi Goldberg movies, even the ones she does cameos. And... <laughs> Not sure about Perry from. So now that he's dead, you know, everyone's saying yeah. good things about him. Oh, we need Jane's addiction frontman has words to say about Pauly Shore. Yeah, he's got layers. Very thorough. And now um, she's saying that she wouldn't have gotten uh, Baywatch if it weren't for Pauly. He taught her how to mouth-to-mouth resuscitate and... So anyway, it's basically uh, a montage say. of people saying good things because uh, Paulie's dead. Now these are all like MTV regulars. So he, I mean, he could have like whoever produced this movie probably said, "Hey, you know, Dr. Trey, since you're here, can you just uh, I don't know." Well, no, they probably asked him. Well, Paulie produced. Oh my God, Matt Penfield. Yeah. He's interviewing Bucky, his biggest fan. Oh, right. There's a Cena man in the background. Do you remember Matt Penfield? I hate when movies put real journalists playing themselves in there. It undercuts their journalistic integrity. To have Matt Penfield from MTV News play Matt Penfield from MTV News, it undercuts, you know, it, it, MTV News should not have their front man pretend to, to get fake news like that. It's just right. it's a disgrace. Yeah. You know? There were some movies that uh, got in trouble for that. The movie Contact with Jodie Foster yeah, yeah. had uh, like 
like a CNN clip where it looked like Bill Clinton agreed right. with what was going on, and uh, the guy said, "How can a CNN use uh, abuse their journalistic integrity?" <laughs> he was talking about the asteroid that uh, from Mars that looked like it might have bacteria in it that never got proven, but uh... right, yeah. Well, they got angry. They said, how can you, you know, you're editing the news to make the go of the story, you know. Yeah, and Bill Clinton was a star of the film. Not really, but you know what I mean. He was. in the script. He was talking about life from another planet, and he was. These are all stars. Oh, that's uh, Sugar Ray, right? That's right. And and that's, I don't know, she's on um, Everybody Loves Raymond. um, Great. As the police as the partner of the brother. So basically it's like uh, everyone's broken up about uh, Pauly and, and it's just getting made fun of. That was a fucking piece of shit. I mean, Jesus Christ, give me a break. Take it back, pal. I'll take one back. Take it back, pal. Take one back, old man. Hey, man, why don't you take you and your little crying-ass kid to the next hole so me and my girl can play some golf up in this motherfucker, right? Come on, man, play. Play some golf. Because I'm the winner. Oh, the tributes could go continue. This yeah, is what's well, going to happen in the open mics when we pass away. They'll have like a tribute where everyone. Uh, now that's the guy from Jersey. Karaoke. That director. Oh, is that uh, James Allen Bob? Yeah, right, no. right. That's it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not the director from Jersey, but he is a Jersey boy. Yeah. I guess he was Jay. Something. Jay. Yeah, it's Jay. Well, every time they go to like the comedy store or any comedy club, I bet it's the, everyone in the audience are comedians. Like, yeah, Paul, I would love to be in your movie. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, there's a Carl Hotel in San Francisco. We have the greatest cameo ever here. We are about to see Cato Kalin. Oh, great. Going to a different house. And look how he's balded. That's Cato Kalin? Yeah. From the OJ set trial? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What happened to your hair? I lost it. Okay, I know. Wow. He looks great. So again, he's getting a person who's like, you know, on the D-list. Hot for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't hot for a good reason. He didn't have a fame of a, you know, a movie. But still. This is kind of like a, a... This movie's ahead of its time because you, there's a lot of like channels and a lot of product and a lot of content and one variety of it is the genre of like the self-deprecating uh, celebrity playing himself. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it on Pop, the POP, the the network, where I just forgot who it was. It was some kind of famous actor, TV actor. I think it was a DJ, and he would bump into Joey Lawrence playing himself. And Joey has problems, you know, and. They reference his line and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, uh, that Gary Shandling show, Larry right. Sanders, was great at it. You know, that was probably the one and only time that just clicked. I mean, it's great watching it now and seeing, like, you know, the late Gene Siskel and the late Warren Zevon in the same show and go, and them complaining about, like, Chevy Chase errors, late-night talk show stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is dated as well, I guess. You know, this uh, movie was be- before its time because someday Pauly Shore will die. 
Uh, <laughs> it is ahead of its time. Yes. <laughs> you think they'll play this? Then this movie, everyone will watch this movie. Ironically, right? Yeah. Uh, if I ever meet Pauly Shore, I'm telling him that he has a podcast. Maybe I should call up. Oh yeah, Pauly Paul Podly Shore. Oh, that's Pauly fine. Pod. Um, I don't know. He also hosts his own podcast show. Um. I guess I should have researched that, right? To promote him right uh, now. Anybody, just go to no, Google in uh, Pauly Shore podcast. You'll find it. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to actually watch his routine so I could start quoting uh, his act. And I said, eh, <laughs> I don't know. Life is precious now. It's just only moments ago. Uh, so, no regrets. <laughs> Hollywood. Is that oh instead of no regrets? <laughs> no regrets. Well, I've there's a welcome to the Miller says that joke where he's like, don't you have any regrets at all? Like this kind of you know hipster white guy. This place is in Sunset Boulevard. I've been there with the like the rodeo horse, or whatever, the mechanical bull. Yeah, this is basically a montage of Paulie loving that the world loves him. It kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. So they know he's dead. Who who is he now? Abraham Lincoln, right? I yeah, he's being Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. These dudes know him. Oh, it's Tom Sizemore. And the thing is, it doesn't make sense why the guy hiding undercover would get Pollywood on his stomach and why a f famous guy would stop in to say hello and why a photo shoot with sexy girl. I, I, I just don't get it. He's living the life. You know, remember at the end of Batman 3 where uh, Michael Cade says, you should go out and I should see you at a restaurant. And right. then he goes out. He gets, yeah. It was sucked. And he and there he's at a restaurant. He's like going, Hey. Oh, High Times magazine. That magazine's in trouble right now. They've been buying dispensaries under the, the name of High Times. Uh-huh. And uh they're just I don't know. You know, everything's kinda of whack right now. I should mention another pop culture uh is dead moment for me is LA style. It's the first techno band to ever hit the Billboard Top 100 with their song "James Brown Is Dead," uh -huh. which was more of a reference to sampling James Brown and, and dance numbers. But it would have you heard the news: James Brown is dead. And then they would play a different kind of techno riff that wasn't a James Brown derivative, and uh, that also spawned songs: "Michael Jackson Is in Heaven Now." And uh, well, what happens? Another one pop like culture. That. Uh... How did you frame it? Uh, a part of pop culture died? Yeah, like, part, part, wow, look at that. He even made National uh, Geographic. Well, that, uh, like, kind of a weird, like, pop culture moment where they would say, like, James Brown is dead while James Brown is very much alive. And oh, I see what you mean. Wrong. Yeah. That's like, do you know of any other, like, is dead? That song yeah, was ahead more of the time. Yeah, I know, but no one played it other than me when James Brown did pass. <laughs> oh, so we should the runaway. Be uh, Paulie Shore must die. 
Yeah. Oh, well, he, he, I, I even see like, yeah. Now he's being runaway, right? The girl's on to him, so uh, he's going to get outed now. Oh no, Act Three! Wow, look at all those magazines. He's telling. All right, I just want to straighten you out. This is yeah. middle act two. You see, what happened was we got to around the 25th minute, and then we saw Pauly Shore is dead. It's the movie poster, you know? You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm the money. And so right now, it's the beginning of the hero's lowest moment in a movie. It's the beginning of act. It's the part in act two when he's going to break down and uh, it's the hero's lowest moment. It's I'm not describing it very well, but the big movie poster moment of this is a great thing in the movie. It gets thrown into jeopardy and it begins a downward slide. He's going to get caught now. Gotcha. Oh man, he's going to have to move in out of the Charles. Uh oh, Polly has a gun. Yeah. Polly's got a gun. <laughs> they got a gun. Oh, man. That's how he directed people. He would hold that gun. <laughs> That's good. That's really a great tool for a director. Yeah. Well, you, you heard, speaking nope. of the Batman movies, that, that that director wouldn't allow anyone to sit during production. Really? And Polly Shore would carry a gun with him. Well, his publicist denied it. It was a, a Twitter controversy. I could see Polly going, let's take it again. Polly, come on. It's been... Okay, okay, Polly. All right, we'll do another take. All right, Polly. Okay, all right, yeah. Just uh, get back in your director's chair. Go to craft services. Get me a coffee. Polly, that's not my role. Oh, oh, okay, Polly. I get Okay, getting you <laughs> two sugars, right. right? Getting you a coffee. <laughs> Well, I, I think that the cops should get caught, uh, shot by Polly. Polly, that's what allows. Oh, yeah, all right. Okay, let's set up the squib. Basically, what happened is the cop came to the door and said, This is crazy, but is Polly sure in there? And he was like, No, no. But he was gesturing his fingers like, Yes. Oh, so the cop knows. The cop's going right. to make it to TMZ. There it is. Hello, eonline.com? Ah, I got a scoop. Now, here's another thing that doesn't make sense about this movie. Why would he get, like, arrested as if he had done a terrible crime? Isn't that a crime to take your own death? Is that a crime to take your own death? It might be a crime, but it isn't a go in, guns a-blazing, cuff the guy, throw him in jail. You know, it's, it's... Well, you want to turn it... Yeah, you want to threaten that guy, the guy who who faked his own death. Well, we'll threaten him. Maybe he'll be so scared that he might die that he'll. Uh... <laughs> he started stand up at seventeen. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Well, then he was on it. He worked right. He was on MTV. Yeah. Oh, that was twenty. Sorry, but director Paul Shore is a freak. At 21 years old, he hit MTV, and that began his fame. Yeah. 
Well, he did. He, was he like a VJ, and then yes. he was just such outrageous. Oh, hey, Brittany. Right, and she's like, oh, "Who the hell is good. this?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, he was on MTV before I was born." True, true that. All right, point guns at the suicidal guy who faked his own death. See what I mean? This doesn't make sense in the movie. Yeah. They're brutally taking him out like he committed a violent act. He downed down the short them. Oh, no, now they're going to find out, and they're going to be like, we hate him. Yep. Yeah, they're making out in front of their kids? Yeah. That's really freaky. It's very liberal of them. Well, they live in uh, what doesn't look well. She tells the girl, go to your room. And she goes, Dad, I'm in my room. Quarantining in a studio apartment. Man, his mullet looks like there was no party in the back. The party was lame. Uh, this guy's fans. name is uh, W. Earl Brown. And I don't know. He's been in movies. He's all right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he didn't force that haircut on him. Uh-oh, here comes Kurt Loder. Now it's about, it was, he faked his death. Sure. Make it up to you. We're going to have Metallica go out and play in all of your backyards. How can MTV go sink so low to be in this movie? Well, I'm sure. I don't think it was even MTV News. Right. It's 2003, so I'm sure he was, uh, you know, yeah. they called him in. Did you ever see him on The Simpsons? The Simpsons had a flashback episode where Homer and Marge first met, but because right. they were doing it a couple decades into the series, it was a, a flashback of the 90s. And uh -huh. Homer became a grunge star. And they reported, like, I think it was his death or something. And it was reported by Kurt Loder from MTV uh -huh. News, who ended the broadcast with, and I'm Kurt Loder from the 90s. <laughs> So right now what we've got is everyone wow. slamming him now that they found out he faked his death. There's no way you would get Ellen in your movie now. She's too big. And now the whole country yeah. is and Chris Rock, maybe. back. No, Paulie, fuck you. Stay dead. That's the <laughs> Chris Rock, my man. It's funny. That was it. Oh, yeah, I can't believe. Can you believe that dick? So this is the agent, like, not eating shit. Guess I was wrong. People do want to see him as a victim. That's what he always told me. I should have listened to him. Oh, well. Oops. Next. Showing that he's not going to get hurt by that miscalculation at all. So now here's Paulie in jail. Wow. Oh, no. More Paris Hilton and Celebrity Wing. Right. So there's more cameos coming up, right? Exactly. Is it new celebrities? There's Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, uh, oh, right. Pamela Anderson's ex. Right, right. Tommy right. Lee Jones. Tommy Jones. Tommy Lee Jones? Oh. Let me look it up. I got it right here. Tommy Lee. He was in The Fugitive. Who's his bunkmate? Right, that's right. Okay, his name's just Tommy Lee. Uh, Tommy Lee. Oh, so it's Tommy Lee no Jones. Tommy Lee Smith. Yeah. Tommy Lee Smith. Now there's the prostitute he gave $89 to and Heidi Fleiss. 
with her. Oh, wow. That's nuts. You wouldn't be able to have Heidi Fleiss in your movie now. They'd be like, why do you have like a, uh... yeah, I, I think back then it was a Hollywood madam and now it would just be like, you know, uh, I don't know. Did you see her eyes turn like the devil? Yeah, I did. Here we have Willis. Different strokes who got in, who got in trouble. Part of the different strokes curse, but he's still very much alive. Todd Bridges, and yeah. so of course he's the cellmate, and you know it's another guy who had a couple minutes of fame, and now. Right. So Bucky. Well, Todd Bridges kind of he's. Bucky is on his way to yeah. find and kill Paulie Shore. You watch Court TV, the the cable network, and they would have a show like the world's dumbest uh, criminals or the world's dumbest uh, <laughs> tightrope walkers, I've and they would show a video, and they would. <laughs> Todd Bridges is like a regular. He's like oh. a series regular on that show, and that sh- those, those those specials have been on that network for decades. I would say at least at least eight years, right? World's I love shows dumbest. like that, dumbest criminals and. You know, it's like, oops. Uh-huh. It can't pass, like, home video. Like, World's America's Funniest Home Video. Right, this is the next. But yeah, this This is kind of like the soup. Remember the soup on E, where they would show, like, videos? And then, like, it went internet, where it's like, you know, did you check out this video of, of this, this viral video? So they <laughs> kind of grab all that. You, but I thought it was a horrible idea. <clears throat> with this gay couple no talk soup uh it was all of the oh, yeah. talk shows and they would do a summary a snippet and um there who there was some the guy went on to be a good actor uh he was the host for a while Greg Kinnear Greg, yeah, Greg Kinnear, Greg Kinnear. I, I, I was a big fan of the show he had a good slow burn, you know. He kind of conveyed it well, and then uh, they had the other people ran at least uh, Tyler. Uh, yeah, but he uh, was doing, like, I mean, he was. I mean, Bill Murray gave birth to it. He was doing comedy that's very done by people, you know. There was right. nothing risky there. He was, he wasn't doing Bill Murray, but he was doing the people Bill Murray spawned. I sneer at Kinnear. Yeah, right. Different. There was once a very funny thing like, in which uh, t- uh, he had a fight with uh, with Tom Petty. It was backstage. Maybe I'll find. Oh, he's saying that was Larry Sanders. Right that now. was Larry Sanders. This scene. He's he's saying the N word. Wow. He's giving new catchphrases for all he's trying to say on stage. Well, the guy was like, right, hey, so... you're my N-word. And then Paulie Shore had the balls to say it back to him. And they were like, what? What? And so they taught him to say ah at the end, N-word ah. Oh, no. He said they said it with the hard R? He said the hard E-R. Yes, he did. Oof. Now, this yeah, guy is like saying, up. you are great in your movies. And it was he's, he's it was an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, yeah. Little Nicky. Wow, I can't believe, like, he said that word. Yeah. 
Alexander. That's 2003. It's time for Hanukkah. I want to celebrate Hanukkah. Right, all right. Shit, shut up already. Do you remember that song? Yeah, I remember the fucking song. You don't have to fucking sing it. I thought you were Adam Sandler, man. Yeah, well, I'm not fucking Adam Sandler, man, all right? <laughs> now what's funny about that scene is he shuts down the guy to sing and then when the guy starts singing again to, he starts singing along to Adam Sandler's song yeah. this movie was that supposed to be the Hanukkah song? Paulie did a good job in this it was one of his Hanukkah songs Yeah. oh now he's going to get it from Kurt from uh, Fred of Limp Biscuit. Carson Carson, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's Carson Daly from MTV's uh, MTV Live. On New Year's Eve, I see him on NBC. See, I used to watch, um, gosh, what's her name? She she had the Trump photo. They fired her from CNN. Now I got to watch Carson Daly on NBC every New Year's Eve, which is okay with me. I mean, it's only one day a year. Kathy Griffin. You're talking about Kathy Kathy Griffin. Griffin. I loved her, and they fired her. So now I got to watch Carson Daly. Yeah. I mean, which is okay one day a year, but I couldn't see myself watching Carson Daly. I mean, that's a bit much. Do you know, well, there's also Carson City and Daly City. Right. Isn't that weird? That's true. We're talking to Paulie Shaw. Yeah, it makes you think. Oh, I used to love it to be live. It would have all the young kids, like those shows in the 60s in, in the peanut gallery. Look at them. Like, and they're, you know, it's that urban experience. You get that view of New York City, the Times Square, like that. But it's higher up, right? Or no, it's ground level, isn't it? This, their studio seemed like it was in a high rise, like on, on a particular level. And you could level. Times Square kind of thing. Yeah, and it was live on the East Coast, so there was kind of a thrill of... of uh, of television that way. Gotcha. Everything old is new again. You know, you got to uh, you got to have live television in, in your mix because it becomes an event. Yeah, because uh, now we get to watch you're watching, shit? you know, there could be a mistake. They can't cut it. To, you know, do a second take. Yeah. Well, I mean, fortunately, with the streaming, everyone gets to watch it at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, or I mean, like YouTube and like Twitch type thing. That's true. And this show is essentially live, right? We don't yeah. do it like TV live. <laughs> um, so we watch them jerk off and take a shit. Yeah. And die, and what else? Doesn't tune at all. Now he's like, like uh, Willis is laying down words of wisdom. Like you're not learning from your time here, you know. You're, you've got to become a better person, and just can't leave him in jail. That's all. You better start. This reminds me of the scene from the movie Todd Bridges is dead. Where he's in the prison, and Paulie Shore is giving him words of wisdom. Right. Well, I couldn't see that going down, but. So he says, how did you fake your death? Yeah, it was all pretty easy. I told the L.A. coroner's office... What's with the Lucky Strikes? Lucky Strikes cigarettes? Did you see that? I missed it. Yeah, there's the second time, too, that that particular brand... I wonder if you know what the Lucky Strike was. You think, like, those are, like, cigarettes you smoke when you're, like, you know, wow, thing. They're pretty rough. You get them unfiltered. Yeah. 
Lucky Strikes. Is that a porn shop? Yeah. This guy has something going on. Oh, hey, Corey Feldman. He's spying pills. going to be in there selling drugs. Yeah. He's faking his own death, so he's getting the paraphernalia he would need to get dead, like booze and porn and pills. And he, who's the guy he's... Uh... He's a pizza boy. <laughs> this would make a good true, true Hollywood story. Yeah. So he killed a man. No, he went to the coroner's office. He was pretending that he was researching for a part, and he found he stole the keys. Then he wait till somebody died who has his like body type, and he went and stole them from the coroner's. Yeah. I don't know. I think that kind of fuck you up your vibe in heaven, right? <laughs> hey, by the way, your soul was your body was stolen and used. I just want to rest in peace. God damn it. Bridge too far. You know, so social. Uh, I can't understand them during quarantine because we're six feet apart. It's just a bridge too far. Right. If it was five feet. And his last name was Bridge, and that bridges. Oh my God! Is this Chuck Scarborough? So now we have comment. It isn't. Now we have commentary, like. He's basically just slamming Polly, you know. Yeah. Now, the internet wants to tell Polly? me that the TV's not plugged in, but I think it's plugged in under. I think the internet's wrong. Well, let's take a look when it shoots, shoots back. See, it's not plugged well, there's in. The, uh, right. Maybe it's plugged in elsewhere? Yes, because I see a, a a wire going down towards the ground. Well, I don't understand. There's an outlet for the prison TV right on the wall by the prison TV wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the yeah. on the TV prison wall. I don't know why I went and uh... plug it right in. Wow, Jerry Springer. That's gotta hurt. Oh, there's Sally Jesse Raphael. Got all the. Oh, she's doing the weave. She's saying, enjoy jail, buddy. Everyone's just being a jerk. My God, this movie is like 70% cameos. Celebrities. Yeah. I got a list here. Now, here's Bucky, his uh, number one fan. And what's, uh, what he's trying to do is get himself arrested. So he's in the slammer with uh, Paulie. And what's funny about this Pretty scene good. is he mistakenly thinks the guy's Mexican. <laughs> He's like, call El Capos on El Telefono. Oh, my God, there's a TV guy that they had to blur out the title. Yeah. Right. He's a TV guy's blurred out. That's back when we had TV guys. Nope. There you go. Look at his face. Right? He's like, this guy thinks yeah. I'm Spanish. I speak Spanish. Oh, my God. God, I want to eat all those snacks. <laughs> That's what quarantine will do to you. <laughs> I tell you. Now, Kinnison goes. Oh, he got top funk? 
Oh, in prison? Kinnison shows up and... Oh, no, not yet. Not yet. This is a failed suicide attempt. And then Kinnison will show up and give him the talk. Sort of like, uh... You've got to become an actor, okay? you got to be the real you, not this <laughs> weasel, you know? And he goes, that weasel, you just right. hide behind it. And then... And then Polly goes, you mean like your scream? And Kinnison's like, uh, uh, yeah, like my scream. It's a good That's scene. That's so weird. Now he's, I've seen him jerk off and I've seen him hang himself. By the way, two, two, two separate scenes. <laughs> yeah. That's not always the case. Yeah. Maybe. Oh my God, a sex doll? This is like. Just went to his local porn shop and bought all the props, put it on the company's bill. <laughs> Tax right off it. He funded this. He's the company. But he might have written it off on the taxes, right? If you shoot a movie, can't you write it off on your taxes, Carl? If you lose, Waterman? yeah. Huh. And he did lose. Well, you know, we, we played it last week. This I know this uh, movie because it had its own tailor-made uh, trailer right. uh, for its direct-to-video release on Dodgeball, a true underdog story, and where he got pelted by Dodgeball. So he was directly, and it aired right before the actual movie. When you put the DVD in, it starts off with Pauly Shore getting pelted by Dodgeball and <laughs> check out Pauly Shore's dead. It was a very clever little thing to do just for the dodgeball release. Yeah, well, I mean, they want that market. I mean, back then, DVDs were king. You know, right. like, people paid money to collect DVDs. It, it got to the point where not only, like, the whole thing of, like, charging it $100 is long gone, but you would collect it and you would go to the good guys or uh, Sam Goody or, you know, Best Buy, and you you it would say, hey, Pauly Shore is dead, 10 bucks, DVD or Blu-ray. And you're like, what a deal. And you go there and you wind up buying a fucking fax machine or what have you. <laughs> but when you're there buying a fax machine, you would pick up some DVDs that were cheap. I want to live. Yeah, you're screaming about that. Now, look, let's listen to what Sam has to say. All right. But everybody knows me as the weasel. Who gives a fuck what everybody knows you as? That's their problem. You got to start showing people the guy that your friends and your family know. The guy that used to cook me burgers at the comedy store in Westwood. That guy. The weasel's just a defense mechanism to keep the whole world at arm's length. Like your scream. Yeah. Like my scream. I thought that was a very good moment because. I mean, of course, Sam Kinison didn't really say it. Right. Or his estate, for that matter. But yeah, it's right, because if he was his mentor, he kind of showed him a kind of a comedy format. Yes, exactly. You know, he emulated Kinison in that manner. So now he realizes yeah, he's that he's got to an actor, like a real actor. And he has to totally get rid of his, pers his weasel persona thing and so we'll have a like a montage like a la rocky 
you know, as he becomes an actor. Oh, boy. Dumb, yeah. Is there a music that plays? Is it like a... Yeah. It might have been more honest if he had actually done the Rocky theme. Well, you do that public domain thing where you take a song and every third note you change the note or something, every seventh. So like ba da da beep da da eep. Uh oh. It's just like it's, it's a montage with the music. Now that's if this was a into jail. Yeah, he's watching. New guy having a smoke like that. I guess this is a Seth Rogen movie that'd be playing like uh, songs off their soundtrack. <laughs> you know, like white guys dancing to hip hop. And then they sell the album. They're teaching him. Instead, like Shakespeare? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Bucky's witnessing yeah, the good. whole transformation, and he doesn't like it. Oh, right, because he's, he's going beyond his, his fandom right. stream. He's leaving the wheeze behind. Now, that's very funny. You know you do four ticks and then a cross to make five? He's doing right. seven. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. We'll see it one more time. Like, you look at them and they look weird. There it is, see? <laughs> Now he's oh, yeah. becoming a good actor. I, I think you're a couple of seconds ahead of me, but that's fine. Oh, that happened before. I'm at... Uh, I'm at 108. Okay, so right now I'm at 109. 109. 109.2, 109.3. Oh, yeah, I'm in... Yeah, I'm like five seconds behind you. Okay. Let's leave it. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Wow, look at that. Paulie's like, I'm cool. So they give him an award. Montage over. Oh, yeah. For, uh, oh, it's <laughs> a license plate. For best montage. Yeah. Best inspirational montage from a directed video movie. He's saying. And the nominee is Paulie Shore. Mm -hmm. And the winner is Paulie Shore. So now oh, Bucky's he looks like uh, Matt. Bucky looks like Matt Berry, uh, the oh. British comedic actor that's in IT crowd. Matt Berry. Uh, so once again, just so there for the record, he's W. Earl Brown, and <clears throat> he probably looks like that guy. Earl. So he's going to make his move now. Earl Brown. My name is Earl. <laughs> Do you think my name is Earl ripped off his sitcom, My Name is W. Earl? <laughs> right. He saw the pilot. I love how there's no prison guards in the prison kitchen. That's true. There's lots and lots of free time also for these guys. They're alone in the cafeteria. Do you think this is the comedy, you is the comedy store kitchen? <laughs> Good one. 
Yeah, get your feet on the table. When I heard that you was dead, it's like my whole world torn away from me. Yeah. He's Kathy baiting him. Now he's going to skewer him with the poker. Oh, yeah? Is, are we going to see his ass again? <laughs> you wish. No studio is going to find He's like Kathy Bates in Misery. You know what's worse than Bait and Switch? Kathy Bait and Switch. <laughs> Kathy Bates. <laughs> what's worse than Bait and Switch is when Kathy Bates and Switches. And Switch. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, he's talking him down from killing him, you know, explaining why he's uh, going to do it. And then they share a moment in which he, like, does the weasel for him. I'll, I'll play that part. He just can't bring okay. himself to actually kill Polly. But he went to jail for it. His whole plan. Mm -hmm. He cops out at the end. Yeah, they, he doesn't follow through. It's a bad example to children. He should have killed the guy. Listen, if any, if any criminal masterminds are listening, do not have a plan where you, you commit a crime and go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you, you, what are you yeah. going to do, lock me you're up? Gonna... <laughs> you're going to jail for a long time. Well, guess what, numbnuts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in jail. What's part of my plan, Johnny Law. My, my pandemic is to stay in prison. So right, so he coughs out, and now I guess I have to spend the rest of my time in prison. And what exactly did he do? He opened up a beer, and now he's in fucking prison. I the gun. He tried to rob a place. The fact that he would end Can't up exactly bad. here too doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay, now we're gonna have a very touching scene that is so stupid. Look, he's got latex gloves. The guy's a freak. <laughs> oh, we need more filming in this movie. Where's Corey? Yeah, he won't be back. Oh, one more thing. No homies in the tools. What movie's that from? Insane Old Man. Say hi to Chachito. <laughs> All great movies. Not. We're so close. We've seen two of Polly Shore movies. I wonder if that's by design. <laughs> Oh no, W. Earl's getting remorse. I watched Son in Law more than twice. Yeah, I had to watch Biodome like three, four times. You know, it's really tough for me. Shame on you. <laughs> you got to see Tenacious D four times? Good for you. Good idea. What the fuck did Bridges do that he's still in jail? We never know. We never learn what any of the other ones do. I mean, he really did spend time in prison, but I don't know if why Polly Shore has a shorter term. <laughs> You're right. 
Look at all the cops waiting for him. If this was real jail, they'd be like, let's go, let's go. Wait, I want to go into the locker room and change into my golf clothes. What are you, just fucking get out of jail. You want to really, like... It's yeah, before I leave prison. It's a goodbye. Uh, it's a genuine goodbye here. Well, I'll see you in my movie. Todd Bridges is dead. Or Todd, Todd Bridges are dead. Good yeah. Story. End of the S. Todd Bridges are dead. Right. Because my, my yeah, Microsoft Word spell checker, grammar <laughs> checker. It's Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Those. <laughs> It's Todd Bridges are dead. Are you an idiot? Don't you have word? <laughs> My favorite scene is when Pauly Shore shows up for a week in prison with him. <laughs> wow. So he would be a big celebrity if he really did this. If he really did fake his death? Yeah. You don't think he would be on TMZ every night or like you would just see tweets about him or just see like Facebook posts about him? Right. Well, Tom Sizemore was not a good shape. Sightings. He he had a real fucked up, like he went to rehab and would have these like parties or whatever. Hey, Nancy O'Dell and Pat O'Brien? Snoop Dogg. Enough of the celebrities. They said, Snoop, so would you please get of... stereotype? Sure. Sure I will. I I have to say, like, when there's a gimmick, like when you have a movie where there's like three D or there's like celebrity appearances, there's oh my god, I know that guy. That's from yeah. E. Right. This guy's weird. What's his name? AJ Morenza or something like that? It's been too long for he me. Has this whole, he had this whole persona like built. He had like you know, talk about stand up comedian. He had it on tear down, like this <laughs> Stand up drama. Yeah. It was like a German journalist that covers Hollywood. Oh, Stiller, enough of Stiller. Mercado. Oh, so this is like kind of the Hollywood, like the Animal House ending. Sort of. Yeah. Well, I'm glad everything happened. Woohoo! No, he's not. Yay. All right. Well, we're a couple seconds ahead, so we're watching. Oh, he's not shooting on no, the... Like you won't hug him. Don't touch me. No, no, that was great. I just want to say thanks. Don't that... touch me. Give me the pictures. The negative is <laughs> Good. I see this showing up anywhere your ass is fucking grass. Okay, I just want to say... Get off of me. So wait, is he breaking character at the end of this movie? No, he is continuing he's getting all these people to say great things about him i don't know oh. yeah the film's wrapping so up he's now the director 
but it's kind of doing that Jerry Lewis thing where he blurs the movie in real life at the end of the movie. Like he's like, "What are you talking about? This is just a set." Wow! <laughs> like he that uh, looks like outtakes. He says, "Of course, like the movie can't stop." Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say we had just watched Polly Shore is Dead, but this movie insists on having outtakes at the end credits. So we are talking over the uh, <laughs> best part of the movie, the listing of of uh, credits. Oh, that guy. Andy Holy Dick. shit, that's Andy the, Dick. Well, before him, the sports guy. Before oh. Dick and Mar was you know, he had his own talk show, Craigers. He was from Daily Show. Right. He was the first host. Yeah, Andy Dick's another sex freak. Well he he's a troublemaker. Troublemaker. How about that? And there's Ellen DeGeneres would never show up on this anymore. And if she did, she would be dressed in her uh, brand. Yeah, right. Should I tell you all the cameos? Do you want to bother? Yeah, go ahead, please. Pam Anderson, Britney Spears, A.J. Benza, Todd Bridges, Tony Chong, Carson Daly. Todd wasn't a cameo. Ellen DeGeneres, Jewel Denial. She's great, by the way. Google her Jewel Denial. Dustin Diamond, Andy Dick, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Fred Durst, Corey Feldman, Heidi Fleiss, Nikki and Paris Hilton, Kato Kalin. Should I keep going? Craig Kilborn, Kurt Loder, yes, yes. Mario Lopez, Craig Kilborn, Bill Maher. Now here it says Rosie O'Donnell. I didn't see her. I did not see her. Huh. <clears throat> Maybe it was like a footage. Yeah, she didn't really talk. I don't, I don't remember. Kidadada. Yeah. Look at that. That's right. These are all these. Kid Adada got listed. It's him as the director. Do you remember Kid Adada, the, the comedian who would dress up as a private eye, had a song with fish puns that played on Dr. Demento? And there's a little Shore family. There's the location. Pawn shop where we finance this movie. <laughs> yeah, the Hawk. Uh, Hawk. 2004. Oh, in memory of my mentor. Oh, yeah, that's right. R.I.P. Samuel uh, and with Bird Troyer. Look at his little monkey. One end. <laughs> Girl. He also passed away. To mention. That's why it's uh, And then it. a lot of like, and all the women in this movie are like, you know, Hollywood strippers. <laughs> he hates stars. women. He hates women. No, he he likes women. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Polly Shore's said, Carl. I think I know, but what do you think of the movie? I enjoyed it. It's the only film of his I've ever liked, and it's the only time I've ever been a fan of his. I'm with him on the you suck stuff. <laughs> now you say that this is your favorite Polly Shore movie because yeah. you've never seen Jury Duty. Right, so I could be mistaken. But I have right. seen Encino Man, oh, yeah. and you know that I've seen uh, Biodome. Yes, I know. It's a historic moment in our lives, and uh, you regretted it ever since. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thought it was good. I, it was fine. I mean, he took, he took the idea and he stretched it to a point. I think there's a certain point we could have been with any celebrity where it just gets kind of one note-ish, but it was good. <laughs> I liked it, and I'm glad there's a free copy of it on YouTube for uh, for people to watch and content yeah. for us to follow. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have more fodder next week. Uh, I would never say this is fodder. Our movie next week is going to be Brain Dead. Brain Dead, which is Mike Sigelman's stories from 1990. Uh, don't worry. I didn't have much of a brain to begin with. And if you, uh, I have Scream Factory TV has host the trailer to Brain Dead 1990. Would you, uh, yeah, do us the pleasure in playing the audio as here at the Mutiny Radio sheltering in place studio? There's very limited means for me to do so. Brain Dead 1990 official trailer. Scream yeah. Factory. Okay, Scream Factory. I'm choosing it. I'm hitting pause. I'm rewinding to zero zero right. zero. Okay, uh, Brain Dead 1990 official trailer, Screen Factory TV. Three, two, one, go. I'm very excited. I, I picked this movie because of the cast, not because I've ever seen it. Ooh, new Concord, that's Corman. Yeah, just like our. Uh, Roger Corman. Yeah. Munchies movie. Munchies, munchies. yeah, Munchies. So that is Bill Pullman, right? I guess. And that's Bill Paxton. That's Pullman, and that's Paxton. Where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Ooh. It's a horror movie, Carl. He he just he just walked into Biodome. I swear. Oh no! And door and uh, Baldwin locked the door. This George Kennedy. Bud Court. Bud Court is the reason why I picked it. I know you're a Cordian. You like not Bud Court, the guy that looks like Bud Court, but he's not I Bud like Court. Both. I think of them as one person, and that drives Bud Court crazy. Like Bill Pullman crazy or Bill Paxton crazy? We'll find out next week. Next week, tons of jokes how they can't tell them apart. Oh, that looks dangerous. Oh, I hate that. One time we dropped all our brains. That's probably the ending of this movie. It's all the brains fall, and they're just showing it in the trailer. Ew, he's going to pull his... Ew, ew. Do you need to watch this? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> all right, Brian dead. Oh, poor Brian. Brian dead. This movie is before its time. Because Brian will Produced go... by Julie Corman. <laughs> yeah, right. Brian died, and then uh, it was president. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our movie next week. It's a gratuitous horror movie from Julie Corman Productions, Brain Dead, starring Bud Court as well as Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman together again. That will be next week, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Make sure you listen to us streaming uh, every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, and uh Follow us on Facebook at Fletchful Life Movie on YouTube. Follow us on uh, YouTube. Twitter. Great channel. And you can Critters uh, and uh, Blues 3 Go to College is up there. And uh, yes. some good stuff. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl has meticulously synced our episodes with the movies we watch on YouTube. And we post it on YouTube. Wow. Cultural appropriation. It's an art form. Uh, we're artists. Please don't sue us. Uh, Carl can be found at carlsucks.com. Anything, yes. a big shout out for our September crew? Oh, for me? Uh, no. Uh, I just did a show. 
And I killed. I did 10 minutes on Friday night at the Wawa Social Club. Outdoor show. Oh, outdoor show. Absolutely. And killed disfiguratively. So please, uh, <laughs> no, stop the angry emails. Uh, you can find me on issue.com. That's I-S-S-U-U. And look for the magazine Savage Henry. Uh, there's a print magazine. I, if I, as of showtime, I haven't written a lick of things. If I could get it, my deadline uh, completed and get oh. the submission approved, I'll be in next week's issue. Next month's issue, next issue. Great. So I'm just giving it a shout out in advance. All right. Well, that's been our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, glad we enjoyed. Holly Shore is dead, and a big shout out to Holly Shore, who yeah. uh, we like, and we enjoyed the movie. And it's our second Pauly Shore of many movies. Oh. Uh, and uh, sorry, Carl. Oops, I took my hand. Well, we can end the show. Thanks. Bye. More Pauly Shore. Good night. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, I think it's just a phase. I think COVID-19 has turned us all into teenagers a little bit. I think we're all going through phases right now. I think, like, we've gone through, like, 11 phases so far. Mask is number 12. Woo. Phase one was uh, don't drink Corona beer. That was our, the first phase we went through. Second phase, spit on a Chinese person. That was just a phase we got, and then we, we learned we we learned that's not what you do. Phase three, don't touch your face. Remember, remember? Yeah, I didn't like. Fuck that. I like touching my face. I said the f bomb. Gosh, damn it. Okay. I don't know, man. Phase three, phase so phase one, the the do the thing. Phase two is another thing. Phase three. Uh, don't go to work. Phase four, don't leave your house. Except for the grocery store every single day, at least twice. Phase five, watch the Tiger Man television show. <laughs> on the internet television. Watch the Tiger Boy. Wonderful Tiger Boy. And then number stage five, watch the Michael Jordan Has Red Eyes documentary. If you haven't seen it, there's this great documentary 
about Michael Jordan. It's called Michael Jordan Has Very Red Eyes, the documentary, and it's uh, it's all about him having red eyes now. And, you know, it happens to not everybody, it just happens to him, but, you know. Um, phase uh, six was uh, of the quarantine was uh, uh, pull down a statue. That was phase six. <laughs> just pull down a statue. We've, we all wanted to do it at one time or another. Just quit quit pretending you don't want to and go, go pull down the Ulysses S. Grant statue in Golden Gate Park. Just go do it. doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Um, <laughs> statues are dumb. You know, did you ever read the Bible? The Bible's like, you know, Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, statues, not stupid. <laughs> I think that's one of the Ten Commandments. That's number 11, I think. Is statues are gay, actually. Is that's the Bible, you know, it's like, a, you know, no, it's, it's the Bible, you know. It's not like what I'm saying, it's the Bible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just like quoting the Bible. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brady. But you know what? You didn't give me any Tums. Okay. Hey. I'm going to do this later because, <laughs> man, these are difficult. Can somebody open it for me? Okay, no, I got to focus on these jokes. I got a, a non-alcoholic non cookie here. I, d I need some nutrients. Hold on one second. Okay, intermission. Okay. Where are my jokes? Man, I got a weird family back in Texas, you know. Oh, wait, let me put my mask. I'm pacing too much. Okay. But we all know why. Okay. Phase phase eight of the quarantine. <laughs> I was about to do a def another joke and I forgot. I forgot that I want to finish this one. Phase eight of quarantine. Go to the beach for Memorial Day. And Labor Day. Uh, Phase number... 11 is, uh, what was it? I can't remember this joke at all, but there's 12 of them. We went through these phases together, and um, my set is done. Thank you. Good night. Of course he can't remember the 12 steps. Who can? Come on. Ride the bus and touch your face. Touch your face. We're going to a crowded place. A crowded place. There's no need to wash your hands. Wash your hands. COVID virus is a scam. I don't think it's a scam. Mama, mama, Corona. I actually made up that song at the beginning of Corona, and then someone else like uh, did it, and they video. What I what I learned is you have to videotape everything. Uh, hey everybody, clap it up again for Luke Moore. Yay! He's a household name. Uh, Pancake the Syrup King's gonna walk around with this bucket. We're Mutiny Radio. Um, I'm asking for donations because COVID is killing me. 
Uh, and we want to keep like cool underground awesome things like the show isn't over don't worry i'm just like asking for money you know whatever um you can also if you don't have cash you can always venmo to mutiny radio all one word uh and that's great too or we have a gofundme happening which is super amazing like keep art alive in san francisco and on the corner covid compliant everyone's safe you all feel good yeah Clap it up for yourselves right now for being here. Yay! Are you having fun? Yay! Yay! Yay. I'm I, I'm so excited. COVID's been really um, amazing and wonderful and weird <laughs> or terrible. I feel like it's the thing is I've been I've had existential dread since I was 17. So I'm like, we're all gonna die? Duh. Like <laughs> we're all gonna die. It's fine. I'm a, I'm a Marxist. I'm not even a socialist. I'm like a hardcore Marxist because I think he was actually the first feminist. You know, he talked about the means of production. <laughs> Women literally are the means of production. Like we are literally <laughs> the means of production. And you know what else is hilarious? Every time you have a baby, it's called going through labor. No one values labor. You know what I mean? No one values the labor. Am I right? I'm a Marxist. You guys are going to love your next comedian. She is so she is so amazing and so funny and and I'm so I'm so blessed to have you here. I don't want to say it like that because it makes me feel like I'm crunching granola, but I really feel it. Um she's hilarious. You guys are going to love her. Everybody. Alyssa Westerlund. Yay! watch the gay stuff. I don't know. Your dad probably doesn't watch the gay stuff. He's probably a fucking uh, P-U-S-S-Y! Okay, sorry. I'm going to try and be clean. RBG died, you guys. Oh, RBG died. It's fucking, it's fuck. oh shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Whoa. Anyway, it's okay. I'm not too worried about it because I already stocked up on, on all the birth control, okay? No, I did. I went to Planned Parenthood and I was like, ladies, you got it. And I don't know if you know this, but when you go to Planned Parenthood and you're asking for like large quantities of birth control, um, they ask you if you're a W-H-O-R-E. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do it in a really polite way. You know, um, they sat me down. They said, OK, uh, lady, before we give you any plan B, before we give you any birth control, I just need to ask you a couple of questions. Have you ever traded sex for money <laughs> or drugs? No, but I would. <laughs> hmm? How many boxes of Plan B are we talking? Anyway, I ate some pussy for some Plan B. It was good. It was good. Um, so COVID, I think, has actually been great. Um, it helped me end a relationship. And honestly, you guys, we were worried about population. Okay, we were complaining. Oh, there's too many people. There's too many people. Be careful what you wish for. Okay, now there's a goddamn pandemic. I'm just glad it doesn't eat your face. Like that's all I'm glad about right now. But no, it's been good for me because it got me to end a bad relationship. I was in a bad, anybody else in bad relationships? <laughs> or were, were, yeah, I mean, were, like, uh, most of you are in a bad relationship with yourself. I know that. I know that. Very unhealthy relationship with yourself. Like, self-love is not masturbation, okay? 
It's not even eating chocolate cake whenever you want for breakfast and beer for, you know, like middle of the night snack. Um, I do a lot of beer at three in the morning. Anybody else? Like, I didn't even know I was an alcoholic. I thought I was just trying to keep my, my uh, marriage together. <laughs> but now I broke up with my, uh, my guy during COVID because first of all, I was sick of cooking every single meal, okay? You know, like I know you guys don't know. You're shocked I can cook. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't tell guys I can cook, you know, because I don't want them to know that I can cook and I have a tight pussy. <laughs> That's too much. That's just too much. But no, I kicked him out because uh, he said to me, he said, Alyssa, you cannot sleep with other people. I know, right? <laughs> but then he said, but you can sleep with other women. I said, honey, oh. women are people. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, and, um, no, so he told me I could sleep with other women, and like eight months into the relationship, I found out I was gay. I was a gay the whole time. I didn't know I was gay. It took a man telling me that I could have sex with a woman for me to find out that I'm gay. <laughs> Fucking crazy. I couldn't even come up with that on my own. Like, jeez. I've been out here all this time. All these women, been doing all these, like, they tell me that I, I look like I'm gay. They say that they can smell the dick all over me. And uh, But anyway, no, I did. I finally got with this woman. And uh, I got to tell you guys, um, her pussy tasted like water. It was incredible. I don't know. I think that's just what 23-year-old girls taste like. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I felt like such a man, you know? I felt like a real man. I'm 34. I was like, I am going to get this young chick. I didn't even do anything. She was all over me. I was like, do I look like I'm powerful? Like, do I look like I have money? Like, you know, we're going Dutch, lady. We are going Dutch. And I won't go Dutch with men, okay? I don't go Dutch. I will dine in Dutch. It's like, seriously, when we're both running, that's equality. But I'm not paying for anything. Anyway, so, uh, no, really, if, I, if you can't pay, I'll find someone who can, or I'll have dinner by myself. Yes. Way better. Oh, my God. Then I can moan over the food, and you won't get jealous. It's fine. Okay, so today, I'm just going to tell you about my day. What happened to me today? Like, um... I uh, woke up and I was randomly at some point watching Skater Boys on my YouTube because I've decided that I'm no longer watching anything political on YouTube because I don't care if it's the, the, the uh, whatever side of this you're on, it's the wrong side, okay? And you're just in some kind of weird loop and I swear to God, people are paying people to say this shit. Because can you imagine saying that people like me are subhuman? And I was like, what? Is this even, does she not know she sounds like Hitler? This is not real, right? And so I figured it out. I was like, okay, melanin without melanin, we are subhuman, but guess what? Everyone has melanin. Like, I've like covered in dots of melanin. So the real enemy is the albinos. <laughs> it's been the albinos the whole time. They are the ones we've got to get. we got to get these albinos. Anyway, so I'm watching YouTube, but not, hey, shut the fuck up. I know you. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Not the children. The children keep playing. Um, like, okay, you guys, I fucking know you. Shut up. Um, yes. So anyway, I'm watching these skater boys, right? And I'm like, God damn, they are really good. They are going down these hills. Like, I don't know what it's called. It's like they call it a drop fall, and they just go downhill for a really long time, and it's super sexy, and I'm getting really wet, and I haven't been wet in weeks. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get my vibrator. And then it just, it just doesn't turn on. It does not turn on. And I swear to God, had that not died, like had my vibrator not broken today, I might not have gotten out of bed at all. Like, it was, like, I got up. I was like, when does good vibrations open? I mean, I can't order this on Amazon because I hate Amazon, but also I can't wait three days to come. That's ridiculous. 
Um, so I go and I'm getting this vibrator and I'm super excited. I know exactly what I want. And on my way there, this guy does like a child, it's like children's action or like some kind of charity for children. And he asked me if I would donate. And I said, I'm kind of on the other side of this. Like, I don't want kids. I hate kids. I've had a lot of abortions. Like, it's pretty rough every time. It's like a 20 mile hike. I can't share on Instagram. But, um, and uh, he was like, but okay, well, fine. You don't like kids, but what are you doing right now? And I was like, oh, I'm going to Good Vibrations to buy a vibrator because I'm moving to Mexico and I can't go to Mexico without a vibrator. And uh, he was like, wow, I think I fucking made that guy's day. Anyway, honesty is the best policy. Tell him all about it. So I'm going to tell you my, okay, this is what's gone down for me. The real thing besides kicking that sexist libertarian out of my house. <laughs> like, what a jerk. And uh, besides that, I did DMT recently. And I'm not going to try and Joe Rogan you guys or anything, but can we get like a wink if you've done the DMT? Uh, I know I want to talk to you. You keep talking. I don't want to talk to you. You're just talking the whole time. This is not your show, buddy. Like just nod, wink, raise your hand, laugh. That's it. I don't want words. We're not doing this. But anyway, so the DMT, if you haven't done it, oh my God. Like my parents, my parents have been doing DMT since I was a kid. They were burners. Right, you know, and you guys are all burners now, you know, it's like my whole life, I just wanted to be normal, and now you're all fucking going to Burning Man. Sorry. I, uh, oh God, shoot me, I'm never doing this again. Um, <laughs> I can't do clean comedy, guys, I just can't. He can sue me, personally. Dad, Dad, I need to talk to you. But my parents were burners, right? So they would talk about the DMT, and they'd always be like, oh my God, did you get the hit? Did you get the hit? Did you get the hit? And I tried to smoke it, and I was just like, oh no, I didn't get the hit, I didn't get the hit. Finally, I freaking got the hit, right? Like, saw God, like, whoa, like, loved everybody, wasn't depressed, stopped wanting to kill myself, like, made this beautiful plan to move to Mexico. It was amazing. So after I smoked the DMT, it only takes 15 minutes, right? I get up, I'm having a great time. I'm, like, naked in my kitchen. It's the, the heat wave is happening, so all my windows are wide open. I don't care. I've been dancing naked in that place for seven years, right? So I go to make myself a blueberry smoothie, you know, just rocking out with my headphones on, and all of a sudden I get that feeling that someone's looking at me and I feel hyper attuned because I just smoked DMT, you know, and I'm like, whoa. And I turn around and there is a guy standing there at my kitchen window with a six pack of beer. He's like, hey. <laughs> and, I, and I like take my headphones off and I'm like, hi, um, hold on. I need to put on some clothes. And he said, no, that's, that's optional, you know. <laughs> you don't have to. And I'm like, Okay, I don't have to. You're right. It's my house. Like, so I let him in. And, um, <laughs> and okay, this is, the, this, is, this is my neighbor. And, uh, and he's been my neighbor for seven years. And he is uh, currently 21, um, which means that, um, you know, when this fantasy first happened, he was not legal. And... Uh, Makes me, I'm very conflicted about how to feel about all of this, right? Like, I know it's okay for a slightly older woman to do this, but just the fact that he's been checking me out, listening to me have sex for the last seven years, at least that's what he told me. He was like, I, you know, I walk my dog past your bedroom window, I've heard you a lot, it turns me on, it's pretty great, you know? I'm like, holy crap, like, what is even happening? And he starts telling me, he's like, you know, you used to have a lot more guys in and out of here, like, oh. like, <laughs> like, like, what happened? And I'm like, oh my god, are you 14? Pandemic happened! Like, that's what happened! Okay? Yes! I was getting lots of steam prior to the pandemic! Yeah! Seriously! And then I tell him, you know, like, I'm like, listen, buddy, I, I can't have sex with you. First of all, I don't know how old you are, and uh, you're my neighbor, and this is just, you know, and he was like, 
okay, just calm down, lady. Like, here's my ID. And uh, I check his ID, don't even read the name on it. I'm like, okay, you are 21. He's like, you know, just don't even think about it. Just give me a tour of your apartment. So as soon as we do this, he just pushes me up against the wall, starts making out with me, whispers in my ear, whispers in my ear, I'm really good at eating pussy. And then um, <laughs> throws me down on the bed and eats my pussy. And I was like, whoa, he is really good at it. Like, And then he was like, do you have ice cubes? And then he was like, do you have lingerie? And he was like, hey, do you want to watch this porn? And then he was like, oh my, like we did push-ups in between rounds. This was like four hours. I'm just like, I'm 34, man. This guy was like on my level. I was like, what have I been doing with these 50 year olds? Oh my God. I mean, apparently the 50 year olds have more money. I get it, but this is like fucking amazing. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. The world is ending. Trump is the president. What's coming out of my mouth is not the worst thing that could happen. Okay? What is happening right now? Where I is going to win again because he basically picked his running mate. You guys are jerks who want an entertainer and a clown for president instead of somebody who's going to drop dead any minute. But whatever. <laughs> whatever. Just call Kamala. She's the president. She is the president. If we do our job. Okay, I love you. I'm sorry that was not clean. I was never planning on it being. I, I, that's that not at all clean. But like I said, there are bigger problems than a woman talking about her sex life. Thank you. Yay! Wow, that was amazing. Alyssa Westerlin telling us the truth. What a gem. What a queen. Oh. Thanks for being like honest and political. I did DMT once and the aliens came and they tried to take me on their ship and I was like, no, I'm not going with you. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> no, it was, it was, I didn't go with the aliens. I'm really glad. I don't know where they were going to take me. Don't, don't, don't think. I'm so glad I'm still here. I was afraid if I went with the aliens, I'd never come back. Uh, we, have, we have a couple comedians left with short sets and because we're almost done. And thank you for donating, and you're all amazing. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. You can listen to this back on podcasts at mutinyradio.fm. And your next comedian, he is a king, and you're going to love him. Clap your hands together for Pancake the Syrup King. Yay! Okay, light me at two minutes. I'm Pancake. I'm the Syrup King. Hello. It's nice to meet my subjects. Uh, I feel like a normal person again. So uh, me and my brother were talking, and uh, it, we got heated because we were talking about politics. And I was saying, I'm not happy with either of the candidates for president. And he was like, well, if you're not voting for Biden, you're against me. And I'm like, well, uh Okay, but uh, I don't like Kamala Harris, and I was using voice text, and um, and uh, b so the voice text me messed it up, and my brother then got super mad because he thinks that I'm now for Trump because I don't like either of the the candidates, and he he. So so I'm I'm voice texting and I say Kamala Harris and it sends him Carmel Harris and he's like 
is that supposed to be funny? Because that is super racist. And I was like, you don't have to tell me, man. I didn't proofread it. I'm in the middle of driving. Okay? I'm trying to have an efficient conversation while I'm driving. Um, so always pull over to text is um, the thing. I, I won't be seeing my brother for a while. I was once asked by Holly Shaw uh, one time if I could replace any member of my immediate family with a celebrity, who would it be? And I decided to replace my brother, my one and only brother, with Lance Bass. Because at least his eyes say, sure, you can stay. Yeah. That brings me to my next point. I had a roommate who I guess was using the same brand, scent, and strength deodorant as me. And uh, I found evidence that, you know, I wasn't the last one to use it. So <coughs> it, it's just troubling <laughs> for me. Uh, you know, I'm sharing toiletries. That's something very personal. And that bugs the crap out of me. And I'm, I can say crap up here. Um, uh, so <laughs> with 30 seconds left on the clock, um, it, it, it bothered me. I was sharing toiletries with a guy who wouldn't even share his poly girlfriend. I mean, she didn't say yes, but <laughs> it wasn't technically no. Anyway, I'm Pancake. I'm the Serve King. Thanks for listening. Pancake is Serve King. Yay! We have one last comedian toni uh, tonight. Uh, clap it up for yourselves one more time for sticking around and being part of Mutiny Radio and their show. Yay! Thank you for all of you. Your last comedian, he's so funny. Uh, he was the headliner at Asiento last week. We're doing a new show weekly at Asiento, and it's you get a dinner. It's right up there on the corner, and you get to sit in their beautiful parklet, and we do a comedy show, and it was so, so fun. And he was so great, and he's going to be great again for you right now. Clap your hands together for your last comedian of the night, Anthony Zaccaro. Let me just OJ this real quick. And there we go. And it fits. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for uh, thank you all for coming. Um, I uh, I was a substitute teacher uh, before all this. If you don't know what a substitute teacher is, it's basically the stepdad of jobs. Because uh, I don't care about these kids at all. <laughs> I don't care about them at all. I'm not responsible for their continued development. I show up. I buy them an Xbox and I leave. Um, that is all that is expected of me. I am just a warm body in between screaming children and the actual teachers of the, <laughs> of the school that I'm at. Um, what I liked about substitute teaching was my job was over at three. It was over when the school day was over. There are jobs that people have that never end, like doctors. Doctors are supposed to be doctors all the time. That sounds exhausting. Like, I, I, I'm supposed to be a doctor relaxing on a plane, taking a much-needed vacation. Someone has a heart attack. That's somehow my problem. What? <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not responsible for this plane. Just once, I'd like to have someone have a heart attack on a plane, and then a doctor just goes, um, 
I'm like right in the middle of Uncut Gems over here. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just like dead center in the middle. This movie just ramps up. Um, but uh, another job that never ends is cops. Cops, there's such thing as an off-duty cop that can make arrests. But that seems pretty on-duty to me. That seems like exactly what an on-duty cop would do. Also, uh, if I'm not funny after this, I'm just off-duty, okay? <laughs> I'm just, uh, that's uh, just a PSA about that, but yeah. Um, uh, cops are expected to be cops all the time. Like, like if I, I, get c I could get in trouble for, Im, you know, impersonating a police officer, then cops should get in trouble for impersonating a normal person um, <laughs> because, because they're not. Uh, <laughs> if you could arrest me, just be like off your job, like clock in first, put on your uniform, and then, and then come back. I thought you were a normal person. That's why I, I committed a crime in front of you. Um, but uh, yeah, like uh, there's never any need for a substitute teacher outside of a school. There's absolutely no need. Like, is there a substitute teacher on board? We need someone to be hung over around the sixth grader uh, <laughs> stat. Um, but these kids, are, uh, these kids are brutal, man. These kids are brutal. That every day, every day, they called me Marv from Home Alone. Every day. <laughs> Weird way to find out that movie is still a classic. <laughs> I wish I, wish I found. Some kids said I looked like if Post Malone was sober. Who? Are, was Don Rickles your grandfather? Who are, Where are you getting this from? Some other kid said I look like if Bob Ross sniffed his own paint. Uh, who is your ghostwriter, and can I hire them? Um, and that's all I wanted to try. Thank you, everybody. Make sure to donate to Meet Me Radio. Yay! Anthony Zaccaro, everyone. Yay! Thank you all so much for being here. We do this every Friday at 7 o'clock, um, socially distanced, and you're all amazing. And clap it up for yourselves. One more time, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so happy. I should I should leave you guys with one like really solid joke, right? Knock knock. Feminism. I can get my own door, thanks. I think I think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know how it works. I don't know. A lot of women in the seventies burned their bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah. Incidentally, my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> meaty you know yeah i know i'm old i'm an old lady <laughs> it's just have you don't even have to have babies to have hemorrhoids it just happens yay getting old is so fun yay hey i'm really glad you're all still alive keep yourselves safe and keep being alive have more and more birthdays alone uh, but come back here. <laughs> I, know, I turn 46 next month, and I'm like, I don't get to have a party, like a socially distanced party. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, how can you have a really good orgy with masks on? Like, how can you have a good time? <laughs> no one else, no one else. Linda Burning Man, good. Uh, definitely not this year. <laughs> it's good. Thank you all again for being here, and thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio. We're here every Friday. And and clap it up and thanks again. Bye! Yay! Yay! Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, I'll put on some prints. There.
on the Jump and George show from KSA and now get a load of this. Acme Home Remodelers of 1105 West Grand Oakland has been serving the Bay Area for 10 years with the finest rebuilding and guaranteed appliance installation. FHA loans are available and easy to 